0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Aviation Pros podcast series, Aviation and the Environment. I'm Walker Yarrow, and in this episode, I speak with two guests, Jill Doucette and Ken Gallant, about sustainability plans crafted with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, in mind, and the benefit of adopting these plans in the aviation industry. In our first interview, Jill Doucette, founder and CEO of Synergy, details what a sustainability plan is how it differs from an environmental program, how to develop and implement a plan, and why these sustainability plans should start to become a staple of the aviation industry. Afterwards, we turn to Ken Gallant, Vice President of Operations for the Victoria International Airport to discuss the airport's recently released sustainability plan. Ken walks us through the process the airport went through when developing their plan, how they've started putting their goals into action, and what the sustainable future of the Victoria International Airport looks like. But now, without further ado, our conversation with Jill Doucette. Jill, thank you again for taking the time to chat with me this afternoon. To kick off our conversation, um, can you give me a brief overview of what a sustainability plan is and why they should be used in aviation?
1: Absolutely. Um, sustainability plans are used to really capture the initiatives to date that um that an aviation company or airport has implemented towards their sustainable development goals and charting the path forward for uh, for aviation and sustainability. So typically, fo- we find these goals look, or these uh, plans look, you know, four to five years into the future, but they're also looking towards longer term goals like 2030
0: or 2040. And how have these um, sustainability plans changed over the years um, how are they different from something like an environmental management program that say an airport might already have
1: it's a great question we've seen a lot of evolution in how we define sustainability in aviation so traditionally the environmental management plans would really look historical in nature they would look at noise they would look at wildlife stormwater etc Uh, But sustainability plans look more towards the future and goal setting and planning new initiatives. Also, there's been a big change in simply the scope of the plans rather than really just being focused on what happens on, on, say, airport lands environmentally. We're looking more broadly at, you know, how the UN Sustainable Development Goals defines sustainability, looking at more social impacts, uh, community partnerships and progress towards the goal as a whole industry.
0: And you you mentioned the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Can you explain what those are and how uh, someone in the aviation industry can utilize them when forming one of these plans?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, So the UN Sustainable Development Goals chart our path forward to 2030, and each goal has a set of indicators within them. So for example, under Zero Hunger, there'll be a set of indicators. Under Goal 13 for Climate Action, there'll be a different set of indicators. And so this is really becoming the global language for sustainable development and the overarching framework that investors are using, that community planners are using, and that national governments are using. So it's a great framework to adopt uh, within aviation because it allows you to think a bit more broadly about the concept of sustainable development while speaking a language that that's understood by many others in the industry. So there's 17 goals in total, and some air, um, some businesses in aviation will choose to focus on a few set goals. For example, maybe climate action, decent work and economic growth, and gender equality. Or um, they may decide they're going to use the goals to identify which of their actions these uh, align with which goals, and sort of use that as a lens to showcase their initiatives through the framework of the sustainable development goals. And um, we're just more so over the last few years seeing more businesses in aviation adopt these goals and integrate them into their plans. So it is still fairly new.
0: And then what are some of the common questions or concerns you're, you hear from um, those you work with in the aviation industry uh, around these goals and these sustainability plans?
1: I think one of the main goals I get is how do we focus these, how do we select the the SDGs we should really be working on? And it's a great question. It it depends on, uh, and this is the beautiful thing about the UN SDGs is you really need to look at your your regional context. What are the needs in your local community? So for example, um, one uh, business we worked with In the prairie region, they said, you know, hunger is actually a really big issue in our region. So we want to focus on what we can do within the community to address zero hunger. Whereas uh, a coastal airport we worked with, it was really important to lean into the life below water goal and talk about um, stream protection and habitat for salmon as it goes right through their property. So I think it's really determining which of the goals are salient to your region, to the sector you're in, and to the values in your community.
0: And that's a perfect segue into my next question here. Um, What does the process look like to crafting one of these sustainability plans? Uh, How do you work with, um, say, an airport to help them know where and what they can impact?
1: I think the first place to start with the sustainable development goals is to pull a team together that represents different departments or different roles within your business and put together a think tank group internally to review the sdgs to understand that alignment and get on the same page across uh, across departments Um, that's usually the first step and then you start to um, determine what your focus areas are going to be and uh, then follow that with a opportunity assessment on how, as a business, as an organization, can we uh, be deepening our impact towards these goals? So it's really quite an enjoyable process. You get into the brainstorming phase. You're really looking at your strategic plans in the future and how this can align.
0: And then once you have a plan crafted, um, how do you put it into action and make sure you're meeting these goals?
1: <laughs> yes, that's the magic of it, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, the easy step is to create the plan. The the real work is, is in you know, implementing these actions and forming these partnerships. So I think it's, it's important to stagger, um, stagger those actions on a quarterly basis. So creating a, a Gantt chart that essentially lays out where are we going to start? What partnerships do we need to get in place now in order to work on some of these initiatives down the road? Um, what are some low hanging fruit we can tackle now so that we're starting to accumulate that impact So for example, perhaps it's addressing uh, water conservation, that's a great immediate action because over if you're looking at your 2030 goals, you're going to be accumulating those water savings uh, from now until 2030. So um, it's about creating an action plan, um, assigning responsibility and having sort of an organizational chart or a line of responsibility associated with each of these goals.
0: So we're, we're coming out of the, the COVID-19 pandemic and, and during it and as we come out of it, there's been a, a renewed focus in aviation on, on sustainability and the climate. Um, what was it about the pandemic that, that made the industry kind of turn to these goals and, and why now might be a good time for someone to adopt one of these sustainability plans?
1: That is a great question. I think um, there was already a groundswell, you know, with Corsia, with the work that the um, Airport Carbon Accreditation Program has been building. These these initiatives have already been gaining traction over, you know, the past decade, and I think it was. Um, A few things, I think there was a great pause, of course, in the industry. So um, when you essentially come to almost a grinding halt in operations, you have an opportunity to restart in a new way. So I think there was some time for those initiatives to kind of sink in and we're sort of calling it the great restart. And in that great restart, there is this opportunity to pivot. And I think from also the general public from consumers, there is a strong, strong demand uh, and pressure to build back better. So it's a number of of different things. Also, all of the the government agencies are looking at economic restarts and building uh, sustainability into these economic restart plans. So even on the local scale or the national scale, we're seeing more incentives towards doing this, more regulation coming down the pipe, and so hopefully that will support the aviation industry towards this pivot where maybe they didn't have as much support in the past to really make this happen.
0: And is there anything that makes the, the aviation industry unique when it comes to kind of climate action and these sustainability plans?
1: Well, I think the the avi- aviation industry um, has a pretty big opportunity to to influence local tourism. Um, as uh, you know, the first entry point to to these communities, and um, so I think they obviously have a huge influence. Um, but also, aviation is a very complex sector. There's there's many players involved. The supply chains are very long, and they can be very disparate. Um, and there's partner there's partnerships required at every single level of aviation. So I think what's really unique is the requirement for strong partnerships within the sector and outside the sector to to meet our climate goals so you know we need to mobilize the fuel sector we need to mobilize local governments and regulations Um, we need to mobilize community partners so that's why goal 17 and the SDGs holds I think the most opportunity for aviation because that one is called partnerships towards the goal
0: and then on the flip side of that, um, what are some of the challenges when it comes to drafting one of these plans? Uh, what makes a good sustainability plan?
1: Well, I think one of the challenges is, is definitely in Goal 13 for climate action. When um, you're looking at trying to reach net zero, um, it's hard to predict exactly when certain technologies or sustainable aviation fuels are going to be available and what the future of technology and aviation is is really going to look like. So I think there's still a lot of question marks when it comes to, um, you know, what size of craft can battery electric serve? Where is hydrogen technology going and how will that balance with the role of sustainable aviation biofuels? So there's quite a few question marks at play. And that's why the fuel industry is and energy industry is so critical to the shift. so you can set a goal of being net zero by 2030, and it's a little bit of a game of you know cross your fingers and hope that the industry, the other industries, are there to to help you meet those goals as a as an aviation business.
0: So then, what advice do you have for our listeners um, if they're thinking about updating a plan they have or adopting a whole new sustainability plan? Uh, where should they start? What should they keep in mind?
1: Well, I'd recommend that they look at some plans that have been recently released by airports that have adopted the UN SDGs, see what, you know, how that framework might apply to to their business and um, do that sort of internal reflection as an organization and determine how you can align with the SDGs um, and set some short, medium and long-term targets within that so that you have some early traction towards uh, perhaps your big, hairy, audacious goals in your in your plan. Um, but I would highly recommend using uh, the SDGs as a framework um, and obviously, of course, aligning with the Paris Accord uh, targets and using science-based targets to meet those uh, climate, climate change and emission reduction goals.
0: Well, I think those are all the questions I had for you. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: I will say that I think like I mentioned with goal 17 and partnerships towards the goal in the, in this restart of tourism globally, I think there's so many really unique opportunities for airports to, to play a bigger role than maybe they have in sustainable development. Um, And I would just like to share a couple examples of projects that I've seen started to get underway at different airports around the world. Um, One, for example, was locating a plastic recycling facility, on uh, airport lands and some of their commercial land area um, to be able to process the waste that comes through the airport and from um, from the aviation sector uh, and be able to turn that into new raw plastic to produce new goods. And uh, there's also some really interesting projects around shared ownership of renewable energy facilities facilities with um, indigenous groups or indigenous businesses on airport lands, which also helps towards the goals of reconciliation and social justice. So, you know, there's lots of these really exciting kind of outside the box, new partnerships forming um, with airports and uh, aviation partners really being the champion of those. So I would encourage uh, anyone in the aviation sector to look outside the box and use the goals as inspiration for new ideas.
0: Now we turn to our conversation with Ken Gallant of the Victoria International Airport. Well, Ken, thank you again for joining me this afternoon. To, to start and to, to set the stage for our audience, um, can you just give us a, a broad overview of your new sustainability plan? Um, what kind of led you to develop it and some of the key points of it?
2: Uh, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Walker. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to to showcase our sustainability plan. So so broadly, our sustainability plan identifies six priorities that are, are, are very important to us. And And these priorities pertain to things like waste management, greenhouse gas emissions, ecology and biodiversity, uh, water quality and conservation, and lastly, our economic impact. So these priorities that uh, we focus on in our sustainability plan really aren't new to us, but what we want to achieve with this plan is more of a a quantitative approach, more target-centric and measurable so um, with our sustainable sustainability plan what we did was um, really evaluate our past initiatives focused on our current position and uh, and then start planning on what we want to achieve in the future as it relates to these priorities so we um, you know in the past we've we've invested significantly in many different ways since uh, the airport took over operations from the federal government back in, in 1997. We've invested in, obviously, the property, our natural areas, the community, and the region. And that's what we want to capture in our sustainability plan.
0: So um, comparing and contrasting a little bit, how, how does your new sustainability plan um, compare with your your previous environmental management plan or um, in past environmental efforts? Well, um,
2: I, I guess to, to kick that off, it, it's interesting. Um, I think in our very first meeting of our sustainability team, I I made my expectations clear. I think my exact words is I wanted to take our existing environmental management plan and, and really blow it up. And that's what we did. So we, we used our, uh, at that time, our, our existing environmental management plan as a foundation, and we broadened the scope. Uh, and focused on social equity and economic viability in addition to environmental protection, which was primarily what our environmental management plan focused on. We focused on data to develop goals, very ambitious targets. Uh, we compiled a list of action items and initiatives that will help achieve our goals. And, uh, and really, we developed a lot of performance indicators uh, so that we can do a pulse check and evaluate that we're going in the right direction, and and if we're not, we go back and we evaluate our initiatives and our actions so that we can uh, reach our reach our goals. So uh, it was a big change. Um, you know, our environmental management plan was very much uh, explaining some of the things that have happened and what we're doing, and this is, as I indicated earlier, very data centric with clear targets, with uh, ambitious targets, and uh, really building from what we had uh, accomplished through our environmental plan, focusing on environmental protection and, and using that as a foundation to, to focus on evaluating the present, looking at the future, and uh, creating some great, great goals and ambitious targets.
0: So can you walk me through the entire process behind developing the sustainability plan um where and how did you start Well it goes back to 2019 and a
2: conversation I had with our president CEO you know, Jeff Dixon uh, I uh, proposed to him that 2020 is the year to make this significant change to take this leap and he completely agreed and supported the development right from the initial conversation so uh In early 2020, I reached out to a local company, uh, Synergy, and spoke to uh, the owner, Jill DeSette, and brought her and her team on board to help guide us um, through this process and and developing this plan. Uh, I was looking for their support to kind of keep us moving in the right direction, keep us on track. Um, We've worked with Jill and her team in the past on, on projects such as measuring our GHG footprint, developing our 2016 Environmental Protection Plan, and uh, Synergy is quite experienced working with other airports on things like waste management, carbon management. So, so high, I would highly recommend Jill and her team at Synergy. Um, we've, we, we really enjoyed working with them and appreciated all their input on, our, on developing this plan. So going back from, from there, or after we, we reached out and, uh, and brought uh, Synergy in board, on board, we developed a sustainability team they're really comprised of a lot of representatives from our facilities and IT department, our environment department, our airside operations department. Um, it, it was a, really about having a wide range of representation to really evaluate what the future could look like. Um, we started at about March of 2020 and spent about 10 months conducting workshops, training seminars, uh, waste management audits, and collecting calculating and verifying data and that was the big one um that uh, took a lot of time we had a a lot of data to help develop our indicators and our targets it was just trying to pull all that data together And, and finally we had to ensure that um our priorities that we were creating in the document, the plan, our sustainability plan, really aligned with existing commitments. So we had to make sure we were in sync with our values, our guiding principles, our strategic plan, our master plan, and the United Nations sustainability, uh, Sustainable Development Goals.
0: So you started this in, in March of 2020, and, and that's right around the time the COVID-19 pandemic uh, gripped the world. Did the pandemic have any impact on the plans did it influence anything as you worked on this project?
2: Yeah, it absolutely did uh, influence uh, um, the, the plan I guess from a, I'll start from a developmental uh, perspective um, as you know that we started in March and uh, we were just in the process of creating our team our sustainability team conducting workshops and training sessions. So immediately those had to go viral from being an in-person face-to-face session. Um, that took uh, some adjustments uh, to to transition over to the, those virtual um, platforms. We were also scheduling and planning out audits um, and on-site investigations to to collect and verify the data. So health and safety protocols were uh, factored into performing all these uh, item, tasks items, and, and finally, uh, our financial position. Um, um, the aviation, aviation industry, uh, like many other industries, was completely decimated. Uh, we lost ninety percent of ninety eight percent of our operations basically overnight, and. Um, You know, just even looking at the last five months of 2021, we're still averaging about a 90% decrease um, in passengers compared to 2020. So um, the pandemic uh, really influenced um, um, our our sustainability plan. However, it also forced us to really become more creative. Um, You know, our team had to really think outside the box. Um, and evaluate what initiatives we can deliver on in you know, a short-term um, time frame or even uh, looking at um, um, what we could deliver on in relation to the, the industry recovering from the pandemic.
0: And before you mentioned you incorporated some of the, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, um, what were the goals you chose and how are you meeting them? Yeah, so um,
2: early on in the planning process, or actually our environmental officer put forward the idea of aligning with the global goals. And after doing some research on the SDGs um, and hearing about the decade of action call that the UN Secretary General put out to all sectors of society, we felt it really was our duty and responsibility to adapt the 17 integrated goals into our sustainability plan. We we were going back, and I keep using the the, the phrase, the um past present future and and that was some of the framework we used to develop our plan when doing that looking at the the past present and the future we really realized that we've already done a lot of great initiatives and solutions that could be captured under the um un sdgs um so then we we felt it was uh, more than prudent to to adopt the uh the the um the SDGs the 17 SDGs now with our six priorities we we are already achieving 13 of the SDGs uh, and they relate to climate action responsible consumption and innovative innovative infrastructure clean energy life on land and below water clean water good health economic growth peace peace and justice and and reducing inequalities and uh, and forming partnerships so We were off to a really good start uh, with uh, with uh, achieving most of the SDGs. And we have set a goal to achieve all 17 by 2030. So over the next few years, we're going to really focus on those four remaining goals around, uh, especially under our social impact priority, uh, And those goals pertain to no poverty, no hunger, quality education and gender equality. So uh, that is a, a target, and that's something we'll be looking to achieve uh, in the near future with our with our plan.
0: And I know you released the plan earlier this year, um, so it's kind of new, but what are some of the benefits you've seen from it so far?
2: Yeah, you're right. It's only been uh, five, six months, um, and our focus really has been about raising awareness, um, doing a lot of presentations to staff, board members, the community. Um, and uh, the benefits that we've seen from that have been quite fantastic. Uh, the level of engagement from our staff and the community is, uh, has been great. Um, uh, everybody has a part to play in this plan and everybody is stepping up to the plate. Um, a few of the things that we've uh, developed so far is a, an employee green team and uh, it's been completely embraced by our staff. Uh, we have a lot of great ideas uh, being put forward by from our staff to especially dealing with uh, our our biodiversity priority, addressing some of our uh, initiatives and some of our targets in our biodiversity. You know, looking at removing invasive plants on our property, and you know, under our social impact priority, we've been working with our local tourism association to promote sustainable travel. We've been working with uh, the Rick Hansen Foundation and becoming gold certified through their programs to help support their vision of creating a world without barriers. Um, We've been collaborating with our local First Nations and indigenous groups to learn and understand their history and and heritage, and working with our tenants to inform and educate them on our plan, our goals, and looking for their support on areas like waste management, water conservation and stormwater management. So it, it has only been a few short months, but the results uh, that we're seeing are really quite fantastic. And, and as I stated, uh, everybody does have a part to play in this plan.
0: And going back to, to the crafting of the plan and the development of your goals, um, outside of the COVID-19 pandemic, were, were there any challenges with it? And if so, what did you do to overcome them? Yeah. So,
2: um, it was a different focus for us. Um, as uh, as I mentioned, moving from a environmental management plan to the sustainability plan is it's, it's very data centric. So, um, setting the goals, setting the targets, looking for the data to develop these goals and targets was uh, was um, I wouldn't say a challenge, but uh, it uh, it uh, posed some difficulty with trying to collect and gather all the data. So it took some time. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was really crucial to have this data to develop the appropriate matrixes um, so that we could really assess how how we're uh, doing on achieving some of our priorities and our, some of our goals. Um, one of the big challenges um, would be our, around uh, our economic impact priority um, and uh, planning for the future and trying to understand the recovery timeline for the pandemic. Um, You know, in 2017, the Victoria Airport was generating about a $900 million output to the region. Um, In 2019, we set a target of $1.1 billion by 2024. But obviously, the last 16 months of the pandemic will will affect this target. But we're still committed to reaching our target and we'll be working with all our partners to, to come up with ideas to achieve this.
0: And that is a perfect segue into my next question. Um, What does the future of the airport look like as we move ahead with your um, sustainable goals and coming out of the pandemic?
2: Well, it's looking really promising. Uh, A lot of great things uh, in the future that we're hoping to deliver on at the Victoria Airport. We're researching and planning and designing a lot of great initiatives, such as um, infrastructure upgrades for the electrification of our fleet, Assessing alternative heating solutions like water and air source heat pumps to reduce our natural gas consumption and our our carbon footprint. We're looking to improve our recycling program uh, with an aim to reduce and eliminate single use plastics. Uh, There's ongoing Creek restoration. We have two creeks that uh, flow through um, the the property. Uh, We're looking at building a pollinator garden um so a lot of great great initiatives um, that uh, we've planned out uh, for the future um, I mentioned earlier about the decade of ac- uh, decade of action with the UN um, so we've really adopted that, that into their time frame into our um, into our plan so we we've built out some some targets that uh, look at uh, the next five years and and outward to 2030 um, So we've planned a planned a lot of great initiatives to take place over the next ten years.
0: And Ken, for our audience, the other airports listening, um, why would you say they should think about adopting a plan like this?
2: Well, well, airports are a crucial part of the community, and it's it's our job to protect, support, and give back. And um, as noted in the first part of our sustainability plan, we quote uh, our common future, and it's you know we need to meet the needs of the present without compromising the ability of the future generations to meet their needs. And, and that's why airports need to really create or adopt a similar plan. Our plan will work for Victoria. Uh, airports will have to develop a plan that works for them, but uh, ultimately we're, we're all working to achieve the same same uh, same results.
0: And for those who might be thinking about crafting a plan like this and adopting some sustainable goals but maybe they're not sure where to start, what advice would you have for them? What should they be doing? What should they be keeping in mind?
2: Well, at the beginning it may seem like a bit of a daunting task, but like many other projects, um the developing of a sustainability plan is uh, is um much like any other project. You need to to develop a a plan or a framework, an outline. I, again, I come back to what worked for us is focusing on past practices and achievements, evaluating them against the present and the current, and and then building on it to set a stage for the future and uh, and developing those targets. Um, developing the plan is only the first step. It's very much a living document and. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a commitment and it's, it's for us, it's our roadmap for the future.
0: Thank you for tuning into the first episode of the Aviation Pros podcast series, Aviation and the Environment. We'll return with the next installment on August 20th. Until then, be sure to keep your eyes on aviationpros.com for other podcast offerings and breaking news from around the aviation industry.